and welcome to Diary of a Sex Therapist. My name is Elizabeth Akonyele. And today we'll be continuing on our series, Nakedness is Next to Godliness. If you're joining us for the first time, I'm sure this is crazy and I can imagine it. Okay, so what I recommend is go back two episodes and check out Nakedness is Next to Godliness. That's our introduction. And then that's where we have all of the introduction to what we're going to be doing physically. That's what's there. All right. And then last week we did talk about naked with God, naked with God. And during that episode, I did mention a few things we needed to do in order to heal. The idea of nakedness and godliness is that it takes openness to heal. It takes openness to be as God wants us to be. Remember, our priority here is to be spiritual, smart, and sexy. And we leverage my stories and my experiences, tell you the things I've been through, and tell you how I healed and how God can use me to help you recover from whatever it is you need to recover from. All right, so... Naked with God. To be naked with God is to be open, is to understand that there is no judgment here. This is love. If you can't be true with God, I don't know where you want to be true. It's almost impossible to be true because you can't even see God. When I say you can't see him, you can feel him. You know, God's presence is there. You can see him with the eyes of your spirit and everything. But there is no literal man in front of you. Yeah, if you can't trust that omniscient feel, that presence, if you can't trust that safe space, how would you trust someone sitting in front of you whose minds you can't read? All right. Being naked with God, however, there are a couple of things you could do. We talked about the assignment last week was to, yes, we had an assignment. The assignment was to sit down and rant. The assignment was to sit and rant for 30 minutes. Like, get it off your chest. Get everything off your chest. Like, talk to God. Talk to him. Talk to him. If you need to weep, weep. If you need to wail, wail. So if you didn't do the assignment, go back. Bye. Bye. This is where you drop off. Bye. Go do your assignment. (laughs) Because it's important for you to move into the next phase. All right. Today, we're talking about naked with yourself. Naked with yourself. Hello. Hi. I'm sure a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm very true to myself. I'm very this. I see, as I did like this, I know they lie to myself. Nigerians and the way they compare sometimes. Eh? But when the chips are down, who are you? See, it's very easy to come out in public and be jovial and be sanguine and be the best version of yourself, the dressed up, made up, beautiful, handsome, hot, whatever word you want to use. We can be all of those things and more, especially today where we have social media, where you can be exactly the way you want to be. You know what I mean? If I want to be fair tomorrow morning in my pictures, I will be fair. Not only will my makeup artist do wonders with my skin, The editing apps will do miracles and filters will finish it. Do you get? We have all of those tools to be physically anything. But the real issue, the real bone of contention is who we are internally. When we say we are spiritual people, understand that we're trying to be genuine here. We're trying to make sure that our personal lives and our public lives match up. That you are the same person. That there is no contradictions in a way that makes us uncomfortable and makes us... um, untrue yeah that's what we're trying to achieve here trying to be spiritual smart and sexy so that when we see the sexy version of you it's not like a how do i put it it's not the (laughs) oh lord it's not the cardi b you oh no you you get what i mean like the sexy part of you does not look like a total different person and then the side of you that is spiritual so tomorrow we're talking about sexual conversations you're like i'm gonna forget church first we need to no it must not be contradictory 
You're not forgetting church or forgetting God at any point. And you're not forgetting to be sexy at any point. You're not forgetting to be smart at any point. You are everything the Father has designed you to be. To be naked with yourself is to be willing and to be honest enough to confront yourself. Is to be able to look at Lizzie in the mirror. Is to look at myself in the mirror and say to myself, Lizzie, you don't smile anymore. So I was telling you before, I can't remember which of the episodes. I think it was in 2012. I got born again in 2012. In 2014, yes. 2014, I was in 200 level. And um, I was serving as an ESCO in prayer unit. To be an ESCO in prayer unit meant everybody called you mama. And it is not very funny when you function in the prophetic. When you are open enough to let God speak to other people through you. What happens is that every time people see you, they don't see a person. They see potential answers to questions they had in their secret place that you didn't even know they have. They seek consolation to their problems that you don't even know they have. They seek comfort to whatever struggles they have that you might be experiencing, but they don't really care. See, that's the problem with being a leader. A lot of times people just care about what you can do for them. And so somewhere in between my serving and being there for people, and you know me, I love community, but somewhere between all of these responsibilities, I got lost. I honestly did. One of those days I sat on my bed, I was frustrated. I mean, that's the slimmest I've ever been in my life. I used to be tiny. Yes, I used to be tiny. My upper body used to be quite tiny when I was growing up. But I don't think there was a time after my preteens, yes, after that twin age that I crossed, I don't think there was a time in my teenage adulthood life where I was as skinny as 2014. I was super skinny. I mean, the stress was unbelievable. Every time someone saw me in the morning, literally, people would meet me in the morning. And the first question they would ask me is, Mama, what's the Lord saying? I felt like, are you people mad sometimes? Like, <laughs> But they were not mad. They were just asking what was relevant to them. They were just asking what was relevant to them. Yeah, everybody was looking for solutions to their problems. And one of those days I sat down on my bed really angry and then I drew out this long list of the Elizabeth I was before I got saved and the Elizabeth I was after I got saved. I'm like, God, I don't like it. First of all, I stopped wearing jeans. I mean, I'm a jean girl. I used to be the trouser girl. Even if I'm not completely a tomboy and I'm not completely a girly girl, but I, I mean, I like to be put together. What's happening here? I don't even believe myself sometimes. I don't even know what I'm doing sometimes. This cannot be me. I'm like, God, we have to fix it. This, I felt dissociated from myself. Like, this difference is too much. It looks like two different people on paper. And that was me addressing a fundamental issue. Another time, it was the issue of sexual assault. Every time guys came around me, they had a tendency to sexually assault me. And so it became a question of, wait, why must it be me? Why does it always happen when I'm there? Three, another time I know I had to be naked with myself. I think it was in the same 2014 or early 2015. I was at this National Youth Leaders Summit and I wrote in my diary and I signed it. One of these days I'm going to share that signature with you people. I signed it. I said, no one owes me anything, not even my parents. And I signed my name on it, put the date. And that for me was a game changer. Because from that point onwards, I knew that whatever happens when the chips are down, my life is mine. You know what? I'm not like my life is mine. My life is God's, you, you get. But I meant I had to take responsibility for whatever decision I take. To be naked with myself is to understand that I am responsible for my decisions. It means if I am not healing, it's my fault. Even if I was raped, 
Even if I was raped, it would not be the fault of this person if I choose not to heal. It will not be the fault of this person if I don't heal. They've done what they know how to do. And it's a stupid thing, an absolutely stupid thing. We all agree it's a stupid thing. But the crux of the matter remains, if I don't heal, I will be stuck in that moment in my life. I will be stuck in that past. I will be stuck in that abuse. If I get into an abusive relationship, it is on me to get out. It is not on my partner to say, well, you know, Liz, considering the fact that I've been abusive to you, I hereby make a decision to move on, to stop hurting you. You can now live my life. No, it's my decision. But guess what? I will not arrive at that decision. I would not heal. I will not move on from that abusive relationship if I don't admit to myself that, hey, babe, you're in an abusive relationship. Another thing I know I had to do, these are lessons from my diary. Another thing I know I had to do was that I had to admit to myself times when I am foolish. Like I need, I had to learn to look in the mirror and say, Liz, that was the stupid thing to do. And I came to a conclusion romantically that if I ever got in a relationship with someone, even if I come down from every standard I set for myself, Listen to this. Even if I fall off every standard I set for myself, I will not stay in the relationship the day I realize I've been wrong. Even if it means I broke my vow of sexual purity. Even if it means I break my values codes, my value system. That place, this decision is one of the toughest decisions I have made. To be able to decide, you know what, see guy, I've been sleeping with you. Or I even got pregnant for you. I don't know who's listening to me. You might have even done an abortion for this person. You might have done more terrible things in your own words, in your own definition. Because terrible is dependent on the value codes you set before it happened. If I say I won't sleep with someone and I slept with someone, when I'm describing sleeping with someone to be terrible. If I'm just someone who is averagely sexually active. Yeah, if a married woman chooses to commit an abortion because she and her husband are probably not ready, when she describes it, it probably would be terrible in her words. Yeah, so realize terrible is dependent on your set of value codes. Okay, and so you're saying to yourself that, oh, even if I have done this and I've done that and I've done that, I am not going to stay in this abusive relationship. I'm not going to stay in this relationship that does not honor God. I'm not going to stay at this office that puts me down. I'm not going to stay at this business that makes me feel like I am undeserving and I'm unworthy. I'm not going to be friends with this person who body shames me. I'm not going to be friends with this. I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that because it puts me down because it does not represent who I am in Christ. Guys, you don't just get to that place. You get to that place because you are open with yourself. So this is today's assignment. I want you to pick your diary, your jotter, whatever it is you write in, your notepad, get your pen and write out every area of your life where your public life and your private life are not the same. Places where you feel like you are a liar. And this would help you with imposter syndrome. It will. Places where you feel like you've been fake. And when I say you've been fake, it doesn't mean you deliberately are fake. Perhaps circumstances. But whatever it is, it's not letting you move forward. It's not letting you enjoy your best self. And that is a problem. If you are going to be godly, then it becomes important that you are naked with yourself. It might be as simple as a crush on someone. It might be as popular as pornography. It might be as unique as a relationship of years. It might be regular 
as an abusive parent, which should not even be. But hearing of emotionally abusive parents is almost becoming a norm. It might be a friend that puts you down. But whatever that thing is, I need you to acknowledge it. In the book, Nakedness is Next to Godliness, which I recommend you get, is at our website, www.ministerliza.xyz forward slash store. www.ministerliza.xyz forward slash store. In that book, one of the things um, Sanu Abelo talked about was that you can't deal with a situation you've not faced. You have to trace it and then face it. Many times we want to jump to the face it. I, like, I just want to deal with it. I just want to... No, you have to trace it. So today what you're doing is tracing. Admit to yourself that I was wrong. Admit to yourself that I made a wrong move. Admit to yourself that I'm in an abusive place. Admit to yourself that I'm in an addictive place. This thing is addictive. It might be your phone. It might be social media. It might be how you look at yourself after visiting Instagram. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. If you have any questions, I'm sure your questions will be particular to you. Feel free to send me a mail at akunilee at gmail.com akunilee at gmail.com send me an email ask your questions go on my twitter or instagram at minister lisa i'm minister lisa on all social media platforms minister lisa and just drop your questions in my dm i promise you i would respond thank you so much for tuning in please to send this to a friend if it helped you god bless you and see you next week when we talk about naked with community bye